0: Oh, friends, welcome!
1: (laughs) Welcome, friends, um, to the second last episode of this season, season three. Slide between the pages with Beck and Amanda. You you know what I go first this time.
0: (laughs) You know what I love the most. Instead of saying second last, I like the word penultimate.
1: (laughs) Yeah, okay. I mean, it does sound good. It sounds fancy.
0: This is our
1: penultimate episode. Penultimate episode of the season. Well, our penultimate scheduled episode. We also have a special episode um, that we'll be releasing in a couple of days, which is um, Heather Long and Blake Blessing talking about the Cardinal Sins series. So that will come out after this one. And then our final episode, season finale, will be with Sheridan Ann. Mm -hmm. Talking about the Depraved Sinners series. So hang on for the ride, guys. It's going to be crazy. (laughs) (laughs) What?
0: I don't know. I'm a little
1: bit bit tired today. I'm a little bit, um, you know, mm, you know, just out of it. And also we've had a very busy couple of weeks. mm. So obviously this season has been massive we've had 10 scheduled episodes and like five special episodes i think mm-hmm. um and then in addition to that and all the social media you know preparation that we do we've launched romance cartel so that yeah. pre-orders closed so now we're doing all the final preparations to get those books our uh, book boxes out yeah uh and then we've started traveling again from for work mm. kind of post covid time so Things have been hectic and I'm looking forward to a couple of weeks off to just
0: recharge. Read
1: for leisure. (laughs) (laughs) Not that not that we're not reading for leisure now, but it's just that deadline. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because obviously the reason we pick the episodes that we do is because we love the authors and the books. So it's not like it's a hardship to read them, but we do have to do them in certain timeframes. And when we've got lots of other stuff on it, it sometimes gets very crazy. Yes. Okay. And I have started watching the tutors. Um, oh, now, yeah, anybody that's, you know, keeping up with our social media would know that I have like mentioned it a number of times um
0: when did the show come out I feel like it's been out for a while but I've now started ever since you said that you were watching it I'm now seeing it like everywhere as well
1: I know because your phone your phone listens to you I'm pretty sure it said 2017 I think it's been out for about five years
0: yeah okay because Henry Cavill does look quite young in it. Like, oh, my
1: God. Different. I've also started my obsession with Henry Cavill. So as you would know, <laughs> I've mentioned previously, I obviously watched The Witcher. And <laughs> that really kicked my Henry Cavill obsession off. And yeah. now I'm following on with him in The Tudors. Oh, my god uh and jonathan reese myers like i've never never kind of had a thing for him before but he is incredibly let me look sexy him up, let me look, him up. Jonathan. look him up look him up in the tutors not just in general like you need to get the whole vibe um
0: jonathan reese myers
1: yeah yeah okay so that's what i've been watching i'm only a couple of episodes in but mm-hmm. i Ever since I started posting about it, so many people have reached out and been like, "Yes, this is amazing! Um, you're in for such a ride!" So I'm so excited uh, to see what to see what is to come.
0: Yeah. Okay. I think I might have to scroll this then.
1: Have you got him? Have you looked him up?
0: Yeah, i have definitely. Looked, I'm looking at him now. I'm just scrolling.
1: <laughs> yeah. And uh, and what are your thoughts? Yeah, yeah, I
0: can definitely. I can definitely um, see
1: the appeal.
0: The
1: appeal, but definitely, and he, does he play a king? Correct. Yeah, right. Correct, he does. So, yes. Yeah, yeah, you'll you'll enjoy him. He's quite, I mean, yeah, that's not even his, like, most good-looking guy. Just wait, just wait. There are some very spicy scenes in this for, you know, it's what king given did he it was play?
0: George King of Henry, the Henry
1: King Henry. VIII. Yeah, that's right. Cause he kills. Um, oh, am sorry. We've just, right. yeah, we've just um, met Anne Berlin.
0: Right. Okay. So he's, yeah. he's Henry, he's Henry the eighth. Okay.
1: He's currently married to someone else at the moment, but he's had a lot of extracurricular activities with other people. Just saying. Okay, um,
0: okay cool. All right. I'm definitely going to start watching it.
1: Yeah. Yes. Okay. So let's get into it. This week we talked with the lovely Drea Danay about her um debut novel, which was caged in flames, yeah. um, book one in the Bliss Haven Academy series. So let's get into it. Good morning, friends, and welcome to our second last episode of this season. We are super excited to be joined by Drea Dene today. Welcome. Hi. <laughs> now, today we're going to chat about um, your book, Caged in Flames, which is the Bliss Haven Academy book one. We're very excited about that. But before we jump into it, we will just do a bit of an intro to you. So you do live in Texas with your family. You don't like the heat, which is surprising because you live in Texas. I know. <laughs> Unfortunate circumstances. <laughs> um, you live off iced co- coffee and you love to rock red lipstick. I mean, who doesn't love a good red lipstick? It just brings everything I- out, right?
2: yeah no I think everyone should own red lipstick that's just
1: like a power play I think mm. yes yes yeah. I'm here for that yeah. for sure
0: yeah <laughs> were we last week we're at a work conference and Amanda's just like she'd just be wearing nude all day and then next minute she's just standing there like now this is like some psycho material because we're just standing in the middle of this like I don't know foyer area, having some champagne, and then all of a sudden she whips out this red lipstick and starts putting it on. Like, okay, wh- okay, a couple of things: one, what, we're changing it up, and two, who puts red lipstick on without a mirror? Like, what are you doing? Okay, no, that's like expert level badass. <laughs> yeah, I know. She just, <laughs> I go, what are you doing? <laughs> She's just putting it on. I'm like, okay, cool. <laughs> we're going the red decided that I wanted to do it
1: and I did it so there's that (laughs) I admire you
0: greatly for that
1: (laughs) (laughs) now you also do like to collect book boyfriends which let's just say we've all got you know quite the collection going for sure (laughs) which you know I love but another thing is Caged in Flames is actually your debut novel yes which is amazing. Like you would never have guessed that it was a debut novel. Like it was fantastic. We absolutely loved it. Um, A couple of the things in particular. So there are some dark themes in the book, but there's a really heavy um, focus on mental health. And the thing that we love the most about that is that it was not just kind of like a side issue. It was a very main focus throughout the whole book and it was like you know the whole thing was looked into yeah. you know what i mean like it was not just like oh yes this is you know that happened and you know that it was really like what the main character had to do and you know what challenges she faced and you know how she was getting help and everything the whole way through which we really liked because you know um it just goes that much further into normalizing the conversation about mental health and you know making people who do suffer those um you know issues and struggles making it making them feel not so alone which we really loved about that. Yeah. So, Caged in Flames is a reverse harem. It's a college romance, enemies to lover situation, which you know we're here for all of that. Mm-hmm. And we do um, start with the main character, who her name is Diana. Phoenix is her middle name, and she does end up going by Nix. Um, it starts off with a pretty um, confronting scene where she essentially tries to kill herself yep. and she tries because her mom ends up coming home and she gets the help just in time but basically um, you know she was being bullied quite heavily by her stepbrother which that's a pretty loose term because it's just by circumstances. They never were raised together. They never really had anything to do with each other. Um, You know, it's just that his mum married her father and then her father left her family. So it's not like he had anything to do with her during that time. Mm. But he, um, and we find out more about, you know, the thoughts in his head and how he came to start bullying her. But him and his two best friends, Essentially, have this aim of bullying her out of Bliss Haven Academy so that she's not there anymore. And obviously, that did go a long way to getting her to that point, but it's quite, I guess great that throughout the book she realizes that that is not the reason why she did it she had that mental health struggle Mm -hmm. she's had that daily going on and that that was might have been like a contributing factor to it but it wasn't the sole factor that led to her getting to that point
0: I think it was the catalyst for her to get to that point yeah
1: (laughs) yeah and so you know she goes and she's going to get some help at a mental health institution and she is lucky enough to find a doctor there that she connects with because you know a lot of the time when you're having those types of struggles it's really difficult firstly to find the help but secondly to actually find somebody that does connect with you that can give you the help that you need So she does find a doctor there and then she decides that she's going to go back to Bliss Haven Academy. She's reinventing herself. She's rising from the ashes, if you may, as Nix, and she's going to go back to Bliss Haven Academy and she's going to graduate, which is like a huge, a huge step. I don't know many people in that position would have, you know, the strength to do that. But anyway. Also,
0: she believes that the guys aren't there either.
1: Yes. Yes. She believes her bullies aren't there. So she's like, okay, they've been shipped out. You know, I'm starting afresh. She's made some changes to her appearance as well. And she's essentially like everybody that goes there is so rich and into themselves that they won't even recognize that I am the same person. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, so getting to the part where she gets to the Academy and she pulls up and then there's hot, And I'm just, I've already envisioned the scene, like this (laughs) extremely gorgeous biker dude pulls up on his motorbike and his name is Gunnar. I'm like, oh,
0: yes. Anyway,
1: Gunnar is somebody that she met at the Institute and he was a volunteer, which we do find out further down, down the track that. He did that because of his father's own issues with PTSD, and yeah. and because he was a soldier, so he wanted to kind of give back. Um, so she meets Gunnar there, and she's like, "Oh my god, I've actually got somebody here that I know." And then she also just accumulates another friend, Jane. I love Jane. <laughs> I love Jane so much. She's just so she's so bubbly. She's just always there for it.
0: I love her. Oh, when she's in the classroom and when they first meet she's just staring them down
1: <laughs> she's like i don't know <laughs> you
0: assessing them.
1: so i think we could be friends yeah um. you're new here <laughs> she's just
2: very abrupt and like yeah i jane is like the friend that you you know you needed
1: 100 like your
2: down point because you need someone that aggressive in their personality that they would just yes. be like you and me Besties. this is
1: this is happening and you've got yeah. no choice she's
0: like you you two look like you need me in your life so
1: here i am oh, And yeah. she follows yeah. them back to the room as well she's like she's oh, like you're I... welcome you um to... can i come in <laughs> and
2: thank something. you that was really dramatic uh i want to be a part of it yeah yeah. Yeah, that's yeah this seems like my vibe
0: so
1: i know i was there for jane um but yes, obviously on her first day she does turn around and voila here are bullies back <laughs> back from the you know bully grave. So she's like, oh damn. And she's all fiery. I just love how fiery she is. And she's just like, hell no, because yeah, Gunnar no. knows them. And so she's like, you know what? No, if you're there for them. I'm not here. And then yeah. Gunnar and Jane just immediately pick her side. Even though Jane is actually cousins with Jude, one of the tormentors. Doesn't
0: she, matter. He's like,
1: yeah, look, that's fine. She I'm here too, for you.
0: Straight up. She's just
1: like, she does.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No,
1: she's there. Which I do. Um, yeah. I love that. They were just so committed. They were just like, no, we don't even have to think about it. This is a friendship. That would be forever. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, at
0: this point, she hasn't like, even though she met Gunnar, though she hasn't told him what happened, so he doesn't actually know. No, he, did, he, he only knows part, bits and pieces true. of it. Yeah,
1: yeah. She knows. He knows like rough parts of the story. So we find out like I guess the book like dives into the characters backgrounds with each other like we jump back to the past and like little um snippets of the past I love that Soya um catches her reading like a a dirty book and then he's like we should try it out let's try some of these scenes out together because I mean who doesn't want to do that that's
0: a great doesn't
1: want to do that and also I just love how they're like look we're not going to have sex we'll just try out all the things and get all the pleasure (laughs) we're not going to do that though um and so obviously we find out that like charlie has ostracized her from the entire student body but it's just not enough to get her kicked out or get her to leave so he's like okay jude and so you're up you need to make her fall in love with you and then we're going to crush her Mm. like damn this is this is harsh you know (laughs) Um, but Jude he's all like cocky swagger I'm gonna make a fall for me but he fell for her too so awkward yeah yeah, no
2: Jude went cut the fills so
0: so fast he was like "Uh, oh Oh, damn it didn't really go to plan
1: it didn't go to plan for him um and you know they did lose their virginity to each other as well And so they had that deeper level of connection. (laughs) I mean, I think Charlie's the one we focus on here, right? Because he (laughs) has got a lot, a lot of issues. Like we get, you know, um, some insight into the fact that he, his mom's pretty fucked up. Uh, (laughs) She's like, firstly, she had an affair with Phoenix's dad while he was married to her mum. And then she calls Phoenix the illegitimate child, yeah. <laughs> even though yeah. Charlie is not even his son. No. <laughs> yeah. And she was the one that was having the affair. Um, and she's like, how dare she go to the same school, you know, that we have paid for, for Charlie. Yeah. Um, yeah. And also she throws out there that she was pregnant with um, Richard's child and then because he decided he was going to go back to his wife she lost the baby and this is where Charlie's hatred of of Nick's kind of comes around even though he thinks it's hatred but he kind of manifests it's in that way but it's not really hatred really in the long run
0: yeah because he really wants a sibling and I'm like well this isn't the right way to go about it Charlie (laughs) like
1: it's not it's not the right way and it's also probably not the right way to go and um have sex with hookers and imagine that they're your sibling yeah if that's what you're kind of aiming for so that's probably he's um, definitely uh, got some issues
2: and trying to like (laughs) clearly his mom is a very weird source of maturity because there's nothing to really learn from her except for how to like fuck up life even worse yes Yes. (laughs) Charlie's just like I'm going to teach myself and realize it's pretty quick. Well, no, I guess not quick. It takes him some time to it realize.
1: Maybe
2: <laughs> maybe this isn't the way to go about all of the crap that I have happening. So
1: this is true. And it does allude to the fact that he had a pretty messed up like life before Richard came into their life. He's got scars on his back. He alludes to the fact that his mom essentially was happy to let, you know, some abuse happen To him to avoid it happening to her. So, you know, he's got some trauma there of his own to work through. But ultimately, we go through, we're going back and forth. So, we've got a few big things that happen um, throughout. So, firstly, um, we have the party that they go to, which I love because she gets a little bit. Tipsy and starts like grinding up all over Gunner, and he, no, you know we need to take this slow. We need to build a relationship, and I was like, no, Gunner, no,
0: (laughs) it's time. Like, come on, Gunner. Like, I mean, gentlemen, but also.
1: River clothes also will, yeah. We're ready for it. We're ready for it. <laughs> um, so he goes he goes over to the tree line all barred up next minute. Sawyer's there just rubbing him off like, you know, I can help you out with this. And I'm like, yes, you can, Sawyer. Um, again, <laughs> turns it down turns it down um but jane's like okay cool well look i can see some shit's going down here so what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna make out with my bestie for her own benefit firstly she's really hot and it will be cool if like something sparked but it didn't so that was a bummer for her but at the same time she's like you know what look i still got a lot of people jealous and that was fun so yeah I she's did. a shit
2: stir for sure and she
1: I freaking love it. I love it it
2: because I'm like, way to really commit to the best friend role. She
1: really got into it. I was
2: like, let me see if maybe I could get in on this. And then she said, Oh no, no, no.
1: This is not there for it. But
2: also I got some extra drama out of it. And yeah, for me.
1: (laughs) and I love her little snarky comments the whole way through. Like just like literally, like, you know, if you don't make a move. I can make a move, like, just oh, I know. totally I teasing Gunner, like, all the time. <laughs> Gunner's all like, hell no, I don't think so.
2: Yeah. <laughs> you please not touch her anymore. That'd be great.
1: I <laughs> know, <laughs> oh, that's the best. Um, so, yeah, we get uh, from that night also, like, further insight into Sawyer and Ghana's background together. Um and Gunnar's like look I don't want to hurt you but I need to be here for Nick's so we're like look we can all be together Which you know fine. yeah because it's totally I'm fine, fine. So,
0: yeah, at the same time so, know knows that she likes that type of stuff as well so yeah so Sawyer or Sawyer knows that she reads Reverse Harem so he's like
1: we can just do- the mindset Yeah,
0: he's he's trying to manifest it I feel he's like I know what she likes she would like all of this
1: (laughs) she'd like all of it but you know they've got a long way to go to earn forgiveness before they get anywhere near that zone Mm. so you know um Jane and Mix are performing together as well for their music class which is particularly why Nyx wanted to return as well for her music, but she's never actually sang before until they go to the festival and they get up and do karaoke. And, um, you know, Jane is trying to bring in her love interest. Uh, She's like, I'm trying to woo woo her. And Nyx is completely oblivious to the fact that anybody outside of Gunner actually wants her. So um, because she's still pretty scarred about the way that they went around about like, you know, breaking her heart. So all four of them are just sitting there like drooling while she's singing on the stage, like carefree. Um and Gunner's like, damn, I made a bad mistake here. Why did I say we wanted to wait? Like shit. <laughs> <laughs> so that was another that was another scene that we really loved. Um but I guess, like, one of the hardest parts, like, was this a really hard scene to write? The scene where just after they, like, it comes to the end of their tormenting. So they, like, tie her up. She's, like, down to her underwear. They're, like, plastering it all over the school. Um, and then when Richard comes in to tell the boys what actually happened, like, that was a particularly devastating saying to raid was that a really hard saying to rot
2: yeah I mean I've got my own daddy issues I'll be honest about that so like having that moment where he has to he blames someone else for hurting her and like isn't willing to accept any of that but like you can tell deep down he's just really really hurt that this has happened because he doesn't know her anymore he just All knows right. that that's his child so it was it was really hard um I think the harder scene for me out of the whole book was probably the scene with Nixon Jude where she like is in her low and having that moment where she just wants to like hurt him back for a minute but she just she doesn't even she like suffers with this indecision of, do I get to their level or do I just want to like tell him in words how much he really hurt me? That was the hardest scene I had to write. Cause I, know, it's not fun to hurt anyone and to mm-hmm. get inside Nix's brain and like hear her tell me those things. It
1: broke my heart. Yeah. That was really difficult to read too, actually. Like it was going back to the, like her dad issues, firstly, like he obviously left the family, but he didn't just leave. He just completely cut them off. Um, He gave them a credit card and that was about it. He had nothing to do with her. Um, He didn't come to any of her recitals, even though Charlie says that he watches them, you know, he didn't even get involved after she tried to kill herself, didn't go to any of the therapy things, anything like that. But then he sees her at the football game and he's like, calls out to her like he has any right to just yeah. be like oh hey how's it going like you know um yeah. so yeah that that's pretty like a horrible um but yeah she has that down day where she's just so like in her own mind and she just can't get out and Jude shows up and he he helps her get out of her own mind which is yeah. like a really big breaking point for the two of them yes because she does, she does let out a lot of her anger and lets him know how exactly how he made her feel and everything like that. And he goes and sets up this great big movie night for them. And, um, and that's probably the point where she really does forgive Jude because he's been remorseful the entire time because he did love her. Um, and he just really didn't know how to get back into her good graces. And I guess instead of just him apologising and whatnot, that scene was that scene was the catalyst for her being like, "Okay, you're showing up when I need yeah. you." So yeah, I did love that scene too. Um, obviously, Nick's and gonna get together finally.
0: Yeah, it's <laughs> <was> like yes. <laughs> I was there for
1: that Um, you know particularly after they were like riding on his motorbike and then they went to the cafe and she literally has to spell it out to him like I don't wish to go home to bed like I'm not tired I would like to go to my bed for a different reason yeah Um, (laughs) and so he's like okay then all right I'm getting I'm picking up what you're putting down Took him a while. (laughs) It took him a while, but he did get there. Yes. So we come to the moment where Nyx and Jane are um, auditioning for the final, like, you know, concert. And um, they basically just, they're both singing and they're really connecting with this song and they essentially are told that, you know, this is you know, you guys are going to get it, the, the final position. And so they're like on a really big high and then they go into the cafeteria and Molly is there, <laughs> Molly. bloody Molly, who has plastered all of her pictures up all over the cafeteria. And at this point you really think that Nick's is going to crumble.
0: Mm. Like
1: you think it's going to be like a, another trigger for her, which understandably it would be. But she just holds herself together like so strong and really puts molly in her place and it's just like no and so does charlie charlie is just like yeah i'm not here for it but
0: jane's quite aggressive too i love jane in this part as well i'm like i I do love it i feel like jane may have really like she did show her support obviously but i feel like at that point as well nix was like yeah she's my she's my friend like if i didn't have yeah I didn't realise it before. She's definitely mine.
2: Because she also licensed it up a little bit. Molly can't even join the lesbian club. No, she's like, no, we don't want you there.
1: No, exactly. She's like. We don't "Mm,
0: want you in the club. I'm
1: not here for you. (laughs) Exactly. And Molly's
0: also like, do I want to be a part of the lesbian
1: club? (laughs) (laughs) Molly is very confused about what's happening because he certainly didn't go down the way that she (laughs) thought it was going to go
2: down. I thought she was going to run out of here crying and like Charlie yeah. would admire me, but it turns out I'm just an evil
0: bitch. Also, <laughs> she
1: tries to make a joke about suicide and then everybody's yep. like, no, yeah. we're not here for that. So she really didn't get the memo about that like, date. Oh, but, um, Molly, read the,
0: room, love. read the room. Cringe,
1: cringe Molly. Oh,
2: I just think Molly was kind of important in that scene just to show because Stigma exists in mm. the mental health world. And 100%. there are people who would poke fun at situations like that. And it, it it's on everyone around them to be like, hey, no, that's not cool. Yes. So Nick's like, hey, no, you're a shitty human being. And Molly has to accept the fact that people probably do think she's a shitty human being for doing that. Yes. So,
1: yeah. <laughs> which, which I loved. um So at this point, Charlie says, like, we need to talk. And he takes her to talk. And then Sawyer's like, shooting his shot as well. He's like, yeah. he's he's like
0: at this he's point, he's like, I job. need to get this harem started at this point. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Good yeah. on
0: you, Sawyer, also taking the initiative because no one else here is. Uh, yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah. So he was like, all right, let's go for this. And then at the same time we get a backflash of um a flashback.
0: of, no, of like a backflash. A flash flash. <laughs> I
1: don't know. <laughs> My brain's working backwards. Um of you know, Sawyer and Gunnar hooking up. And then Charlie walks in and he's all like, oh hey. Um
0: Oh, and then he kisses
1: he kisses. I might want to watch and then he realizes Sawyer's <laughs> getting jealous. So he's like. He's like, oh, not as bad as I thought it would have been. All right, I'm just going to sit over here and watch you guys. Um, you guys get to it. Continue like, this on. is a, a, like a little bit of voyeurism. Continue. Um, <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> we did love that. Um, but anyway, Charlie ends up like breaking it all down as to why he bullied her. You know, again, his you know messed up thought process, and then she like just breaks it down like how about me? I had nothing. Like I had to work my ass off to get into this academy. And then you tried to take that from me as well. Like you literally wanted me to have nothing to which he says, and she says, do you still want me to have nothing? And he says, no, sweetheart, I would much rather you have everything. And he starts to say that he realizes that, you know, like everything that he was manifesting was actually feelings that he had for her. And he just didn't know how to deal with them. And he says, so he would yeah.
0: fuck random people and pretend to, to be her. Yeah. At that yeah. point, it didn't, it didn't actually click at that point either.
1: It didn't click. No, okay. it didn't click when he was fucking all the prostitutes that he specifically yeah. asked to look exactly like his, um, you know, pseudo stepsister. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. And he says, now that my best friends have completely fallen for the girl, I crave more than anything means that I have to realize it more, you know, realize exactly where I'm at. And he turns her arm over and looks at her scars where she uh-huh. had slid her wrist. And that's just like everything leading up to that point Plus that final point is just completely overwhelming for her. So she's just like, I need to run out. I need, I need to get out of here. I can't be here right now. So she's running to the person that has been there for her the whole time, which is gonna, Meanwhile, Gunnar and Sawyer, they've had their little powwow and they've decided we could start this harem. Mm. I mean, they didn't ask Nick's, but, you know, they're like, look, she seems to be to us all. Maybe we could have each other. We could have her. This sounds amazing. Yeah. So, you know, they're making out. Sawyer's shirtless. They're getting it on. And she runs in and immediately her mind's going back to when Sawyer and Jude played her. And pretended to have feelings for her and didn't and she's thinking this is a similar situation with Gunnar like he's been you know stringing her along all this time and she decides it's time for her to get her revenge (laughs) yes which you know good on her for waiting that long because you know I feel like I would have wanted to get revenge a little bit earlier than that like she was all for the stay away from me I'm evolving type situation but now She's moved to the revenge situation. And you know, oh, yeah. Soya says, like I saw it in her eyes, like we're fucked. Oh yeah. We're fucked. So I mean, any chance book two is coming earlier than December?
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely going to be out earlier than December. Um, I was hoping to bring it up to spring, but just didn't pan out that way. Uh, I think I'm not the only author either. For some reason, we're all having some trouble hearing our characters right now. So <laughs> But I do have quite a bit written so far. It's just not in order. Yes, so, <laughs> I, I did put some teasers up. There's a particularly steamy one with Gunnar and
1: Sawyer for <laughs> a book two. I, I, I think i have saying that. It. I'm gonna need to go say that. Yeah. <laughs> yes, so. please. Yes, um, please. I'm here for everything, Sawyer and Gunnar for sure. <laughs> and
0: how many? How many books will be in this series? Do you know? Three. three, three? three. Yes.
1: Ooh, yeah. nice. I love a good trilogy so what was it that made you want to be a writer
2: I don't know that there was like any one thing but I just first off I always have names in my head and I've always kind of like told myself stories or imagined scenarios like They're usually like way more depressing scenarios, which I don't know how I can get more depressing than like the opening to Caged, but (laughs) there are like really sad. Like I'll imagine, this is weird as hell, but I'll imagine like eulogies in my head and stuff like that for people. (laughs) So like, obviously I have the, let's imagine stupid shit all of the time down. It was just this moment where last year I was like, you know what? And I was talking to my husband, I was like, I know we're not like gonna have any more kids, but what if we named one Phoenix and we just called it Nix? He was like, absolutely not. No, I was like, okay, okay, but I couldn't stop thinking about that name, and I was like, I just feel like this person would be like an epic human being if we were to like manifest her into real life. And then I, I texted him and I was like, you know what? I think I need a new laptop. I just I just want to try my hand at writing something down and seeing how it goes. So he was really, really nice. He went and bought me a new laptop that day and just like left it on the table in its box. And I passed by and I was like, what is this? And he was like, oh, technically that's your Christmas present, but I was going to wrap it. I was like, so you left it out in the open? And he was like, yeah, I guess you can just have it. Was like, cool. So it, like in three days, I had almost 8,000 words written for for caged i was like mm, i guess it's going okay we'll see
1: <laughs> i love that he's like look um at the end of the day the computer will cost more than another child so here you go write it all down
2: Exactly. <laughs> <Yeah>. exactly.
1: <laughs> um but also like the fact that you know caged came from that just yeah. literally one name and just being like mm, maybe i'll write down a book instead of having another child um you certainly wouldn't have Got you didn't get that impression from the book. It yeah. from the book, it seemed like you had led up to that process for like a long time. You've been planning and all this <laughs> kind of stuff. It's very well written.
0: I am. Um, it's so funny because I do the same thing. I'll be reading books and then I'll find a name I like. And then I'll, I'm certainly not having any more kids, but I was like, I like this name. Let's have another, let's have another girl. Or I like this name. Let's have a boy. My husband's like, no.
1: <laughs> to be fair she usually doesn't say I like this name I want to have another girl she'll be like hey I just read this book and what what if we had five sons
0: yeah <laughs> I read a book once that had five, like... that had five brothers <laughs> and I absolutely loved it I'm like I want five more boys and then he'll be like one is enough like you could you imagine having five Elijah's and I'm like on the one part I'd be like oh yeah that's a lot but still I want five boys yeah. Oh, yeah yeah it's I always got, like, all one
2: perfect child and I was actually we were getting my nails we went to get pedicures last weekend and it was me my daughter and my mother-in-law and the nails ladies kept being like oh you should have another one she's so beautiful blah 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 and they were like how old are you and I was like 13 they were like you can have more and I was like absolutely not no we cannot
1: <laughs> no. I'm Sorry, happy.
0: dogs. <laughs>
2: I guess they're going to have their howling war. So, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. That's, that's, you know, standard with dogs. <laughs> They've got to do something. So, I guess leading from Nick's, you know, manifesting herself in your mind, do you have a favorite character? Is she your favorite character out of the books?
2: Out of cage, probably, just because, like, it's easier than picking a favorite guy because they don't really have one there. But, Out of that book, yeah, Nyx is probably my fave.
1: Nice. I do love her. Okay. Let's get into some fun questions. Okay. 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 All right.
0: If you were a chair, what type of chair would you be and what celebrity would you want to sit in you?
2: I would just want to be a giant, oversized, comfy chair and probably Leonardo DiCaprio. (laughs)
1: <laughs> a classic a classic
0: yeah we i think we've had leo on before on any chair. no we haven't
1: no we haven't he hasn't been on anyone's chair yet no. um actually just in saying in saying that a little bit of a sidetrack so i have been a little bit obsessed with henry cavill at the moment in particular i mean i did watch um the witcher but anyway, somebody said to me um, or some, sorry, I saw on social media, I don't even remember where, somebody mentioning that he was in the Tudors and that there was like a really like hot scene with him. So I was like, I'm going to find this. Anyway, it was on, it's on Stan, I think. And anyway, not only is he he in it and my God, compared to The Witcher, like it's just a completely different person, but still extremely hot. But there's also Jonathan Rhys-Meyer's in it as yes. well. <laughs> I've seen like, all of it. I've, I love the tutors. Absolutely. I just watched it last night. I just started watching it. So I only watched one episode, but I was like, I am here for this. Thank <laughs> you, social media. Watch,
2: you get to watch him age. It is like the young Henry, old Henry. Oh my God. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. I'm excited Daddy because get it.
2: grandpa could get it. Like, <laughs> oh, no. he I
1: know.
2: Hot as hell. <laughs> <laughs> Charles, he played Charles Brandon. Yeah. No, tra- absolutely.
1: Yeah, and he was in the first episode, you know, and I was just like, damn.
2: All the times where he and uh, the king, like, do like their fake sword fighting and stuff like that i'm just sitting there drooling yes like stab me let me be in the middle of that sword fight absolutely please and
1: also like the king jonathan reese myers um he is seems to be quite like for a king you would assume Mm to be quite a selfish lover he seems to be quite a generous lover as well so um, I mean, based I mean, off he was pretty generous
2: until he like beheaded his wives. Or I like, mean, yeah, well, we're not going to talk about them. that stuff.
1: We're just talking about in the bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
0: so we we'll just That's put so that aside. True. My mom has been telling me for ages to watch it. And I just didn't. You really- need
1: to. Yeah, I was just like,
0: it's so dramatic
2: and lovely and amazing. And you like, there's so many times where you find yourself rooting for him, and you're like, this is why I love the villain in all of the books that yes. I read. Like, yes, absolutely. Because he's the villain.
0: Yeah. I mean, look, they yeah. they have a story too, right? <laughs>
1: this is true. Yes. This is true. <laughs> so um, leading on from the fact that you can't pick between the guys, mm. uh, we're going to say fuck, marry, kill, date. Okay. Gunna Sawyer, Charlie, Jude.
2: Oh, okay. Probably just marry Jude because I, I need someone who understands me all of the time, but also <laughs> is, like, just super accepting. Yeah. Yeah and validating yes um i would probably kill sawyer just because he seems like a needy little shit honestly (laughs) um oh date gunner because he would just he would be the one that shows you what you need in a man he would be like this is what i deserve from a relationship yeah and then i would just fuck charlie for the hate sex so yeah yeah yeah, yeah, that makes
0: sense. I, I actually quite like that selection. Um, I was, yeah, I was leaning, like, do I kill Charlie? Do I kill Soya? And then I was like, no, I'm going to have to kill Sawyer just because he is quite needy sometimes. I was
1: definitely killing Charlie because I wanted Sawyer and Gunnar to have the MM in my harem, so that needed to be there.
0: <laughs> I mean, they could have that. They could have that, like. Uh,
1: I mean, he's dead.
0: <laughs> no before you kill him
1: <laughs> no no Let no, no. I'm bringing him along I'm bringing him along I feel like he's a very passionate lover and he's also like keen to try out all of the um you know the scenes oh, yeah. from the books that I'm reading no, no, so I'm like no, yeah I'm here he's for reading.
0: it is annoying it's like so yeah like just yeah he's also kind
2: of selfish because like his whole thing with nicks and gunner is like is she gonna make him hate me more like he hates me who's gonna love me now and then he's like oh we could just all love each other yeah
1: exactly exactly i'm here for all the love all the loving
0: (laughs) okay does pineapple belong on a pizza no Mm, interesting Mm.
2: I mean, it's like, I don't want to yuck anyone's yum, but it doesn't belong on my pizza. <laughs>
1: <laughs> my favorite pizza is Hawaiian.
2: <laughs> nice. I love that for you. I also worked at a pizza place when I was in high school. That was like my first high school job. Um, and it's a place called Papa Murphy's, which here in the States is taken baked pizza I will never understand that. Cause like, why would you want to have to pick up a pizza and still cook it? You could yeah. just get frozen pizza for that. Or you right? could like yes. make your own.
1: Yeah. I'm but I had some, that. <laughs>
2: like the giant slices of ham and then, and then you have to stick your hand in the pineapple thing. It was, I, it's a texture <laughs> thing. I have sensory <laughs> issues and like ham is a gross texture already to yes. me, but to mix the two, I'm like, I can't fathom it. <laughs>
1: Yeah. <laughs> you're scarred from your first job yeah. like i am scarred. there are a lot of pizza
2: combinations i learned that would be like oh that's probably pretty good and then other things were like artichoke hearts i don't know if you guys have ever touched an artichoke heart but that's what they put on artichoke like that's what they i mean it doing. doesn't
1: it doesn't sound appealing just even the no i don't think i'm there yeah, for it I'm, no. pretty,
0: I'm pretty basic like my favorite same. Is pepperoni like that's same my all-time favorite like, I feel like you just can't eat it, to be honest. Like I like, I love pepperoni, but
2: occasionally I like to mix it up and add like banana peppers or green peppers or jalapenos just to like give it a little crunch too. Yeah. But I have to eat spicy things if I'll drink water. Otherwise I will not drink water. That's <laughs> the only time I will drink water. Is
1: This is how I force myself. It started when I was
2: pregnant and they were like, you have to drink more water. So I would go get a bag of hot Cheetos and leave it by the bed. And like every few hours, because I was on bed rest, I would eat like three or four hot Cheetos just so I would chug a bottle of water. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that sounds like you, Amanda. Amanda doesn't drink water. I'm obsessed with water. It's really? all I drink. But Amanda's like, it just has no flavor. It's like- so
1: boring. I the just- only
2: time I drink water like for on purpose is when it melts in my iced coffee. Like that is yeah. the only time I willingly drink water.
1: Yeah, 100%. <laughs>
2: 100% yes. I'm not there for it at all or if it's on the table at a restaurant and they haven't brought me my alcoholic beverage yet I might sip on some water then but that's it <laughs> just have something
1: in your hand yeah just like, Yeah. It. just
2: so I don't have to talk I'll pick up the water yeah. glass and drink
0: it for like a whole <laughs> minute staring yeah. at the rest of the table
1: yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> very such an in-depth conversation about water
1: <laughs> I know I love it I love it I love how these things go it's amazing do you have any writing rituals? Uh, no, it
2: used to be that I had to like be alone and in the zone, and now I just like to—I don't know. Like I went to visit Samantha B a couple we do we tend to just sit in bed with our laptops like literally we either get a hotel or we're in one of our beds and we will be right beside each other with our laptops and occasionally we'll put words on the on the thing but that's about (laughs) it
0: (laughs) 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 okay now if you were to have a sleepover who are three celebrities or they can be book characters who would they be who would and what would they bring to your sleepover
1: Oh,
2: okay. Taylor Swift. Obvi. Taylor Swift. She would bring baked goods. And also she would bring her. And that's the most important part. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to stick with celebrities because book characters, I can't define that. Let's see. (laughs) Jennifer Lawrence, probably because she would make fun of everyone else there. I love that. (laughs) She would just make me laugh and like, she would be a bigger idiot than me at the party because she would do it on purpose. Yeah. And I need to feel smarter than at least one person in the room. And she'd be like, "Where's the pizza?" Like she does in that <laughs> that one interview.
0: She's so she's so brutal. I just watched it, it the interview, and I've seen it so many times. With the one where she does with Zach, and she's like, "You don't need any more pudding. You should stop eating the pudding. You're, you're fat." <laughs> that's really off-putting
2: and she's like you should be off-putting because you're fat fat. did you get it
0: (laughs) (laughs) He's like yeah yeah i get it i I love her she's so cool yeah
2: yes and then the third one oh can they be dead yeah princess diana for sure because i just think princess diana and taylor swift that would be a very awesome conversation to witness but also because i want her to hug me
0: yeah, a little bit and you and you and <laughs> she jennifer can bring are, a hug sitting back just watching this conversation unfold with jennifer just and like did you get it.
2: that and she'd be like no i didn't get it i think i'm too dumb and i'd be like no i'm definitely too dumb i didn't understand yeah. anything they're talking about
0: yeah 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 that's <laughs> This is definitely a sleepover where there's just no sleep happening whatsoever. Just
2: oh no! I'm like going to sit like this the entire night, staring at all of them. Like, I love
1: that. What a combination! Yeah. It's amazing. I I really love this question because we get the most random combinations, and it's so amazing to think about how it would play out. So, oh yeah, you know. So, at the moment, are you working on book two, or do you have? As something else in the works or what? I have two projects
2: that I'm actively working on and that is book two for Bliss Haven, which is burn it down. Yep. And then another book, which it's already up for pre-order called hope you're miserable. <laughs> and then I that. have like a secret project I'm working on too. So oh
1: my goodness, busy, busy. Well, that's very exciting. Cause we know that you released your, um, Valentine's day,
2: Book which
1: oh, you know, novella. we, we yeah. do, we do love that. So, yeah, all right. Well, everybody, keep an eye out for those. But you can go if you haven't read Caged in Flames, go and read that because prepare yourself for book two. And you can also go and pre order Hope You're Miserable so that you can get that one on. And we will all keep an eye out for what this secret project is because we love secret projects. So, Oh, yeah. we're excited to hear what that's about um but otherwise as usual you can find um all of the links to drea's socials in the episode description so go over and stalk her and we hope to chat to you again soon
2: thank you
1: thanks for joining us
2: you. absolutely anytime <laughs>
1: Welcome back from this wild ride, ladies and gentlemen. I hope you enjoyed Anyway, let's get into our final two segments. Mm-hmm. I'll leave so, them to you to call out.
0: All the time. All the
1: time. I didn't think you did a good enough job, so I had to follow up. Okay, so. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Um, I've actually got four for this week, so we're going to call out to Jen. Um, her account is Jen H Bookish. Mm-hmm. Um, Jess from Jess's Book Basement. Valerie, who is Valerie Two Thousand and Nine, and Tall Dark and Fictional Podcast. So, just want to say hi. Go and follow them, and thanks heaps for all of the love and support.
0: And they also have very good accounts, so a lot of recommendations on there
1: yeah exactly
0: okay so now it's time for some what the actual smart now it's not really advice just a funny story okay go okay okay
1: okay i like good stories
0: (laughs) so this happened about two years ago and i don't think we have returned to to this particular starbucks My wife and I have a very playful relationship. We joke with each other, do silly things to make the other laugh, randomly slap the other person's butt, et cetera. Just
1: generally flirting fun things that keep the marriage up.
0: I do so much random shit with
1: Chris. I know. I'm like just thinking to myself, what's the matter with any of that? Okay, cool. Continue.
0: Well, one thing we also do to mess with each other is change the background of the other person's phone. It could be changed to anything, a funny picture, gross picture, cute picture, but on that day I was feeling a little extra and decided to change her background image to a very not safe for work picture that I had recently found. (laughs) The picture in question was a very erect penis dressed up as a flower. Fortunately, or unfortunately, the picture was of great quality, so the penis wasn't very hidden by the flower decorations. Here is where the fuck-up happened. Normally, if we do ever change the other's phone background to a not-safe-for-work image, we have a laugh, then change it back to what is origi- what it originally was. But on that fateful day, <laughs> I changed her background just before we left for Starbucks. She wanted to drive that day, so she actually didn't look at her phone before we left. When we arrived to Starbucks, we ordered and she grabbed her phone to pay with the app. Her face turned red as she showed she saw the enormous peen flower. <laughs> Luckily, we were in the drive-thru, so no one saw the penis. as she opened the app and she handed the phone to the employee to scan the barcode. I'm not sure how the employee did this, but she looks at us and says, um, I somehow closed out of your app. Could you please reopen it so I can scan it? <laughs> <laughs> to my horror, the employee is handing us the phone back. Flower penis in full view. The barista must have clicked the home button on my wife's phone. Gone was the barcode to scan. Hear the devil's flower. My wife apologised to her and said she is so sorry she had to see that. <laughs> the barista laughed and said it was okay, but no, it wasn't. I wanted to die of embarrassment. I don't remember much more of that day, but I do remember the ride home being pretty quiet. <laughs>
1: I'm sorry, but I think that's hilarious. Like, I would have got a good laugh out of that. If I was the employee, I would have. That would have made my day. Like, that would have been the kick so enjoyable. Though,
0: the kicker here, though, the barista
1: thought it was my dick pic. <laughs> well, a hundred percent. See, if I was the wife, I'd be loving it because really, I it ultimately my husband's
0: dick up in a flower. <laughs>
1: Yes, ultimately it looks bad for him, not necessarily for her having it on her phone. I freaking love that. That's amazing, and I think it's I think it's great. You got to keep the spice I, alive.
0: I feel like I want to do that to Chris's phone.
1: Please do it. Okay. Please do it. Um, <laughs> also, like I really want to film a TikTok where you know where it's like, does he match my energy? And like they film, and then they just randomly get up and start screaming, "We've got to oh, go!" Yeah. yeah, I really want to do that. I really want to do that with Brenda. Look, I've did got whisper I did a about it the
0: other day and he just stared at me.
1: Yeah, I know. I want to get it on film. He's
0: like, why would you do that? I was like, I don't
1: know. You obviously didn't match your energy. No, boo, boo, Chris. He never boo. does. He never, does. He never does. All right, friends. Well, I hope you enjoyed the episode. Have a fantastic week and we will... Um, See you, or you will hear from us twice over the next week, and then we'll have a little break. How lucky! How, How lucky! lucky <laughs> I don't know. Stay smarty, friends. Bye. Bye.